Okay. <clears throat> okay. Jack here. Find me everywhere at Creative JJ. Now I'm just sitting here by myself during the lockdown, all alone, but not lonely. And, you know, just talking to myself. I do that a lot. And I think this is one of the reasons reasons that made me want to start a podcast. You know, I don't I didn't need to be picture perfect on the camera and all those things. But it gives me room to speak and just have a conversation with myself or whoever I'm speaking to in my head. But hopefully you will also receive it well. Now, I was just thinking about creatives in general and I don't know how I got to this point talking to myself about how creatives are undermined, how anybody in the creative space is not credited enough. They hardly get the respect they deserve compared to any work in the corporate space. I'm talking lawyers, I'm talking doctors, um, I'm talking accountants, anybody that has those, has those kind of titles, you know, especially those who dress up to go to work, suits, formal wear, that kind of a vibe. It also includes um, retail. And I, I got to this point because of retail, actually, now that I remember. It's just that ever since I started my creative journey working for myself, doing what I do best in the digital space, made me realize how most creative, not just me in the digital space, but the creative space in general. I'm talking photographers. I'm talking graphic designers. I'm talking people who paint amazing work at people who build nothing from nothing rather to something. Some people just take recycled stuff and make amazing things out of it. So I'm talking about this kind of people. I'm talking about people who do hair. They just braid your hair. They just do hairstyles. And I'm talking people <clears throat> who... There's quite a lot of us. And I, I really want to group us because it's a world of it on its own. And it deserves, it deserves some recognition and appreciation and some way for us to say we are also, we also have titles to be, you know, to be advertised somehow in the manner of, of not undermining it at the end of the day. I don't know what the title of this podcast will be, but 
let me just as I talk I think it will be stop undermining creatives and what I mean by this I'm just gonna try and explain you know um, when you go to a shop think of yourself going to a mall to buy something and you're going to buy bread or groceries um, going to buy clothes month end you know got paid um, you'll go to the hair salon as well you're gonna do your hair the guy you sit with the barber to do all this cool hairstyles you shave and all these things if you look at that that is a service um, if you go to a clothing shop you go fit there's clothes and someone helping you there, giving the right sizes. Sometimes even compliments you, uh, which is obviously not a must, but that's part of the service of you buying those clothes. At the end of the day, when you're happy, you pay, they give you in a bag and you leave. It's the same thing with creatives. I have graphic designer friends that received this treatment. I've seen some on social media complaining. Uh, I remember someone, I think it was a photographer, complaining about how expensive that photographer is when he said something about 800 Rand per hour to do shoots because he believes his work is premium best quality photos, best camera, best skills that he has to make those photo, those photos. And people are ganging up on him to say, that's too much. It's, but who are you to tell me that it's too much? Yes, you can leave and go to someone else, but this thing of trying to box or flashed creatives down there and telling them that their services are too expensive or should try to take it down a bit or do me a favor. That needs to stop. You cannot keep telling us. You cannot keep negotiating with us when we have prices. The rule is simple, obviously. If you don't like something or you don't like a service or product, you leave and move on to another one. But still, I'm hoping this will be instilled in your mind that the whole talk of, come on, brah, take it down a bit. Uh, I'll buy you cold drink. Cold drink, here's a bit. Cold drink, in my head I'm thinking, cold drink, really? Cold drink you say, and I, I'm even saying it in that accent, cold drink, cold drinky, really? No, no more cold drinks, no more soft drinks, please. When a creative gives you a price, I'm hoping and I'm I do believe that most of us know what we're talking about. It's not a matter of being um, 
greedy or anything like that. It's the same as you going to a, a proper shop in the mall that is advertised with uh, nice branding and and all those things. So that we, as creatives, I just treated in the manner because we don't own a proper shop somewhere in a fancy place or in a mall or a fancy office for consultation. I'm speaking also on behalf of those who are freelancing, do not even own an office or a proper shop in public that looks amazing, that makes you feel that it's respectable. So this thing of trying to negotiate, it doesn't help us at all. And guess what? The sad part is some of us, some of them do accept your negotiation fee. Why? Because we're hungry. Everywhere we go, we're told probably, oh, it's too high. And matter of fact, it's not always the case. It's just embedded in our minds that going to a creative, you always have to say, ah, oh, give him a cold drink, you'll be fine. Uh, just try to negotiate it, to take it down, it's too much. The lowest fee, speaking for as a professional in a creative space, the lowest fee any creative can charge you today, which I would say it should be a minimum, it's 90 rand to 100 rand an hour. That is a market-related fee for any creative. In 2020, that's a minimum. That's the lowest you can go. Anything than that, you're taking advantage of someone's skill, someone's gift that is meant to help you, help your community. So, Without going any further, seeing it this way, it's, I hope it's starting to open your mind as I'm trying to dig in my mind as well to tell you what we go through as creatives. So, I, I want to find ways to break it down at the end of this audio and, and advise what we can do to limit this kind of behavior or treatment. So, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying everybody does this, but I've seen this so many times. I even have a loyal, should I say a loyal client? I have a client that always, when I charge a fee, that person always wants to say, that's too much, take it down. Especially when they know my quality of, of the work that I produce. They can see the high quality. They can see it working for them, but it's in their head. If they want to go consult with an attorney, will tell you consultation fee is this much open a case blah 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 is this much I, I don't know how it all works but I know this consultation fees and so on the whole process 
for whatever reason, those people will never start with the service until you pay that upfront money. And we program to believe, yeah, okay, that's that is the rule. And we'll we all do it. But when it comes to creatives, comes to that graphic designer that you want a new logo, and they just you you have this thing of if the if he or she says I'll charge you one thousand rand for a logo, because it's going to be in the best quality that you can print on your T-shirt, you can print on any paper or any surface, and it also be responsive on the web. A person will tell you one thousand is too much. Take it down. You you will even go as a creative, going as far as I'll okay fine I will charge you half price five hundred rand for a logo. A person is still fuming and saying that is too much. We used to fifty rands. We used two hundred rand. We used to call drink, but. That is a normal pricing for a professional logo, one thousand rand. And if you think about the bigger picture here, as a client or a customer, a logo in this case is the face of your company. It's it's the thing that makes me quickly think of you when I look at that logo. I think about what you're selling me. Your product or service that you're offering me—it's forever. But you still have the nerves, the nerve of telling me it's too high. That one thousand logo has made people or businesses billions and billions of dollars. I'm not even talking rands here. I'm talking dollars or pounds. One tiny one thousand rand. I don't know how much that in in dollars, but it's just one thousand rand. But in 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 your eyes, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So this is the mentality I'm talking about. We need to change our mindset when it comes to dealing with creatives. You cannot survive without a creative in any business that you're running. Creativity is somewhat free if you think about it. Anyone is creative. We're born creative. We're born to think and create something, whether it's new from scratch or putting things together. But. The level that I'm talking about of creativity here is professionalism. It's it has to do with your business. Today, you cannot survive without doing your business or having at least one thing that runs on the internet. If you think about that part, starting with the logo. Your logo needs to be displayed on the website or app. Your logo needs to be displayed on social media as your profile picture. Your products that you're selling, if it's a physical product, needs to be 
embedded on those products so that you identify what you're buying. If you think about clothing, most some of us buy clothes because of that logo. Remove that logo and you won't like that product. I promise you. Especially guys, men, we invest a lot in Nike brands, Adidas. Stuff like that, Louis Vuitton, and, and so on. Remove those logos, there is just nothing. But anyway, not dragging too much about the logo aspect, but it's, it just goes with everything. And as far as I'm concerned or knowledgeable on is the only people that are rather taken a bit serious when it comes to creativity, it's people who do their work that goes to a gallery. A gallery has been one formal uh, form of business that people take serious. Go to a gallery, things that are sold in there, you know, that are ridiculously expensive, and people do pay for it. If there's an auction, whatever they call it, you know, uh, people even dress up for the for that event just to walk around and browse some artwork. And at the end of the day, they have to just pay pay millions for that one piece. So. It doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be, I don't have to own a gallery for you to appreciate my my skills, my talent, and my business offerings. You just have to find it in your heart. Maybe you focusing too much on the on the mind is not enough, but it goes with your heart as well. This person spends hours and hours doing what they do. To give you something that will help you and make you more money if you're running a business and if you think you look at it that way so there are no shortcuts in paying creatives find it in your heart to accept also look at market related prices or fees of how something is charged and accept it and take it out of your pocket Pay it literally out of your pocket and pay. Stop undermining, and um, I'm not upset. <laughs> it's just something that I thought of, and I feel like if you're creative right now, this is you know, this is a stand to say I agree with you, and you know, if you're not, you probably have dealt with one as a client and you approach people like that hopefully it's opening your heart to to have empathy of what they need from you when they charge okay so without dragging it let's take a quick break right here like so Okay, so how do we prevent this? I'm gonna start with 
us creatives. The change begins with us creatives. As much as I've on the, I kept talking about how clients or customers treat us. I think that trend has happened for a long time because we creatives, designers, and so on, we allow it to happen to us. We need to get to a level where we create a standard. The same way as a doctor who has a practice or a lawyer or an accountant or whatever today is regarded as for more formal or more corporate, it doesn't necessarily have to be suit and tie, but if we stand and represent ourselves, present ourselves out there with a more professional, more professional, we, some of us creatives, we're stuck in, we, I'm a creative. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to dictate what you should wear. And, you know, but it also goes with creating a, an image of I am a consultant. Whatever I do, at the word consultant at the end, it will give you a more of a serious title. If you're a graphic designer, say I'm a graphic design consultant and tell me if you don't get a bit of, mm, okay, you know, because that's what you do. For you to design something, someone needs to come to you and tell you and offload their vision on you. This is what I'm hoping to see. I have this, I have that, I want it like this, I want things to jump like this, I want these colors, even though, you know, and when you look at all those requirements, it's not going to fit in one final, you know, work that you're going to produce, but you have to take it all in and chop and mix and put it all together to produce that one, you know, the final vision that the client wants. And, you know, it's a lot of work. Consultation is, is a service on its own before you even do the actual work. The research for me, research is what makes me want to or makes me add what people might call expensive because of that research. Research is a skill on its own, a professional skill for me to investigate what, just because you want something red doesn't mean that the product that you sell has to be red. You may find that according to my research, if you put something in red for that product, it represents something bad. It goes against people's uh, cultures, and, uh, ethic, ethics part of things. So it's a lot of work. It just goes way beyond than holding a pen and paper and saying, I have done something for you. Think about going back to the example of a logo. Some logos is just words or one word. There's not even a graphic that you may call. It's, it's an icon or a symbol. I can just write words. And if your business is called Brave, 
I can design a logo with the letters, with the words brave using a nice font that will relate to your to the market and simply because I wanted to keep it clean and I want people to pronounce and learn the word and I want it to stand out without trying to, 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 to put the letter B inside a circle or a box just because everyone is doing that it's more logo-ish no all these things are services before I even sit down on my desk and do that work. And I like to also reference, uh, without any quotes, I also look up to um, a creative that I love what he's doing lately. His name is Chris Doe. Is it Chris Doe or Chris Do? <laughs> um, great guy, cool guy. His work is amazing. He's more of a tutor. Um, but he's a, he's a designer uh, at heart, I believe. And I follow him everywhere. You can try find him. A uh, shout out to you, Chris. Uh, I think if you check online, it should be at the Chris Do. Do as in D-O. Chris Do. Uh, just look at it that way. Do something. <laughs> um, I, I love his, uh, his videos that he posts on social media. Uh, he likes to teach a lot, and I love the fact that he focuses more on business. Uh, I cannot quote him or remember the exact titles of so many videos the way he talks about how to price your designs, how to you know put your work out there. How do you you know saying things like stop? Although you are a freelancer, and it stops looking at yourself as a freelancer, start looking at yourself as a business uh, person because that's what you are. That you're doing business, you're going to get paid for it. Once you get rid of the whole, um, I do things on the side, you know, it's, it's, it's limiting you. Some people even do creative work as a side hustle or a hobby. If you, you'll find that if you take, that creative work seriously and apply the business rules and, and stuff like that. You might even quit your day job. It won't become a side hustle anymore because if you invest more time in taking things serious in your creative work, it, you might find that, that that's that that is your um what is the word? Um okay I can't find the word but it's what you're meant to do in this world and you love doing it. It doesn't feel like a job. You can do it with your eyes closed. It makes your heart, it makes you happy. It makes you glow, lack of a better word. So that's Chris do, and he likes to talk more about those videos. And for me, I, I just minister to myself. That's that's how actually how things should be. Um, maybe because I, it's not a side hustle for me. What I do when I design websites, when I do apps, and try to help you with the social media and so on and so on. 
it's it's not a side hustle. That's what I do, and I expect to make money, and and I expect to make profit out of everything that I do. It's it's a business at the end of the day. I call myself a freelancer because that's a great way for for potential clients to understand the level of uh, how I work. I don't expect them to find me in a fancy office um, wearing a suit and stuff like that. It just gives them the mindset. It also gives them the mindset of I'm cheap in with my services versus going to a big creative agency where they will charge you uh, millions um, and millions for that one logo that I gave an example of. Um, so how do we stand as creatives? Let's take ourselves seriously first before our clients can take us serious. It starts with us. And as, as silly as it may sound, it starts with us cleaning ourselves. If you're that lazy person who lays on the couch and do amazing work and you go meet this client and you're all messed up, your hair is a mess, you, you're probably even having bath and stuff like that, that needs to stop. Find a more professional way of presenting yourself out there. Clean up. Be on time. Um, and follow the, the if there's such a thing a professional rule be on time be 30 minutes early go the extra mile don't argue with the, 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 the client and, and so on and then two the reason why, for example, if you give people a price, there's something about, I, now this is my new approach. I have two ways of doing this. If you think you want to also try it, and this is how I, 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 I advise or recommend, is something about putting something on a paper. Document your work. And what I mean by this, whatever you are selling or offering, have something that you can show, not only tell you that I design a logo. Okay? Don't just say I design a logo and I charge 1000 for a logo. That sounds immediately, even if I was not a creative, once you tell me that, and I just look at something that's so tiny, like a logo, and it's just 1000 But it's like, I would think it's a giant, like, okay... You change it a thousand for a little something that will take me one hour to sit down and type the letters, and I, I just put a dot and I say logo. No, you need to find a way to have a catalog or um, a portfolio. And I know some of you hate portfolios because you just feel like it's unnecessary or it it helps. It doesn't have to be a huge book or whatever. Put it on paper. Print the logos that you have done before. Through that logo, showcase your process of creating that logo. That for me to have this happy client, this is what I had to do. I went and did research. I did this, I did that, and I found this is what it's 
loved and dis, dis uh, liked and disliked by people out there based on demographics. And then two, it will be, I start with sketching. Show the sketches on, that you did on a paper. All the ideas documented somehow in that one document. That's, that's, this should be probably page two. If you, I mean, I believe in the minimalism. I don't want to bombard. I don't want to have more than five pages for something. In this case, if I'm talking a portfolio, that would be probably page two. Showcase the draft that you did. Page three, you show them when you went to the PC. This is what you did. Your logo was in black and white. You started adding these colors. Show those logos in different colors of you playing around. And then, and the, the last part is not just the logo. You are not selling a logo. I'm sorry to keep using a logo, but there's so many things that we can focus on, but a logo is helping me to give you um, scenarios and you know an example for you to understand. The logo, don't just give the logo and say, ta-da, in one big page and say, this is the logo. Something about a logo, as good as they are, if you stare too much on that logo, it looks simple. It may seem like nothing. That page of you showing the final logo should be your last page. Before you show the final logo, show the final logo in products that you that your client want to use that logo on. If your client is selling uh, juice, orange juice, all kinds of flavors. Put that logo on bottles of juice that they, he or she might want to sell them on. Put that logo on a billboard design. Put that logo on a social media post. Put that logo on a t-shirt. This gives the client the bigger picture of what a logo is all about, what it stands for. Give the client the full experience of what a logo is, or branding in this case. A logo is not everything. And I once said in one of my podcasts or vlogs that a logo, it's not branding. It's part of branding. But in this case, going back to the logo, designing the logo, it's all about identification and finding a face for you to be proud of that brand or uh, sorry, a product that you are buying. So... Have that kind of a process for your client. This is what I've done before, and then this is where our a client, this is where you would put that logo on. It gets you to visualize, makes you fall in love. As tiny as the logo is, once it's on a surface, that's where the logo is appreciated. Not every logo looks cool on its own. For me personally, I'm still a fan of Nike. It's this Nike swoosh. They call it the tick. It's just me, no matter what, whether it's on a plain paper, it's just a simple 
good-looking logo. The apple, the apple logo, it could be in black and white. It's the color. It's just something about it. It just works out. But not every logo. Maybe because they have a good reputation. I don't know. It's in our head. But for some reason, not every logo looks good on its own until you put it somewhere else. T-shirt, a book, a cup, a drinking cup, uh, a billboard. Think in a, in a physical world. What would you use that logo on? Once you have that tiny uh, document or catalog of showing what you've done, then show the final logo. And uh, the last thing, actually, I'm doing this out of my head. Sorry, guys, if I'm not, if I'm losing you somehow and you're finding ways to, to keep up with me. The last part, actually, is to find a pricing guide, if I can call it that, list. I am a simple person. I like to keep simple. I'm all about minimalism. I don't want to confuse I have this rule in my head that if I offer something, I want to give you two options. I don't want to bombard you. But if I have more than that because there's so much to offer, then I can find ways to give you five to ten options. But I'm a two-rule guy when it comes to offerings. I give you one pricing that has to do, let's say, logo in this case. I charge, I give, uh, my pricing for logo is, an example, it's 1000 for logo. And a second option would be, if you add 100 Rand more, I can also add letter. We, I mean, we've seen this kind of a package. I can do letter heads t-shirt design, and all those things all in one for 1,100 for argument's sake. In that way, there's something about a person's mind. I don't know what it is. Psychologically, once you see options, it gives you room to want to invest in something and find the cheapest one somehow. But once you give me one prize, it's easy for me as a client to quickly go, oh, okay, that is too much and we're done here. But having options, it plays with your mind to decide. So think or look at, look at it that way. Focus on giving your client options. And it works. It works for me being a client anywhere. The reason why I go to the mall, I go to the shop, and I'm looking for clothes, there are all kinds of clothes, and I some go to the sales section with the red sticker because we're looking for the cheapest in that option. Uh, if I'm looking for a hoodie, there are all kinds of hoodies. Some are printed, some are not, and they all differ with price. It gives me room to explore and say, okay, I like this one over that one. So it could be the same thing with a logo or whatever you're doing, give variety of stuff and base it with different prices. It lets a person explore and decide that I don't just like this what this one thing, but I like this one because it, it, it's different in this manner. So, yeah, have a portfolio that ends with the pricing at the back. It could be a small, tiny paper that you designed and... 
you can even leave the person with. That's one way of doing it. Two, I'm a digital guy. You know, um, it's 2020, guys. You cannot just rely on print media. Put everything online. If you do not have a website today as a creative, go go bury yourself somewhere. <laughs> Literally. Um, you cannot not have something online. If you don't have a website, it doesn't mean you have to pay for a domain. For me, that's why if I hire someone in my business and I say, show me a portfolio and you, you send me this document and it's still a bit not good enough for me because if, if you're saying you're a digital designer and you're relying on print stuff, you can anyone can have a website or design a website with that using things like tools like Wix. It's a free website. The only thing that you don't have there is a customized domain, but at least you have something online. I can pick up my phone and quickly check if you give me the URL. If you have, even if you do, uh, um, even if you think it's, you know, obviously you have to pay for a domain, it's not that crazy to have a domain. In South Africa, Africa as a whole, we rely on a free host. You can pay as little as 50 rand a month just to have a domain and you create a one-page hour site. To me, even if that website is not fully designed, as long as for the fact that you have it online, it shows me that you're capable of, you are tech-savvy enough to work for for me or with, with, with us. So... It starts there. It's just professionalism. That's adding professionalism to to your creativity uh, offerings. Do that. Social media. If you don't want to, you think the whole website is too complicated, I'm not going to blame you. That's why I do what I do to help people with websites. It's going to be a little bit tricky, even if you're creative. Um, but social media, there's no way you tell me that you cannot do social media. There's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's uh, including WhatsApp, WhatsApp, without even WhatsApp business, WhatsApp itself. But, you know, you can have a catalog there. Create a page, post what you're offering, design it, launch it, whatever, post. If I say check me on Facebook, there's my name, you will see my work. You will read a bio, you will see my logo. You'll see my offerings, you see my working hours, everything in there. I don't need to check your paper. Because if you give me a paper, it's easy for me as a client to also lose it. But you cannot get rid of anything online. It's on the cloud. So these are the two ways to look at it. Uh, preferably you can do both. But if you have something digitally to show your client, even pricing, you don't even have to tell them pricing. You will just say, go to my page or my website there's a pricing um, guide for you that to choose or rather options to choose from. And that will be a professional way. Start there. It starts now, today, right now. Not tomorrow, not next week. Prepare it now. Write what you want to write on this post. The ideas, the website that you want the pricing options that you want, how much you want to charge per hour 
like I gave you an example that a minimum is uh, 90 rand an hour for what you do. As, as little as 90 rand. Big agencies charge a thousand, if, more, if not more than that per hour, which makes sense. It's an agency and then they have all the, uh, the, the, the big people in there with 10, 10 years experience working on one thing. So you cannot compete with that. Also look at yourself as an SME because you're starting out. Call yourself a startup if you may. Nothing wrong with also being a freelancer, but apply the professionalism uh, way of doing things in your freelancing work. Then you'll see amazing work. Uh, I'm, I'm so grateful that you took some time to listen through this podcast, uh, this episode specifically talking about um, stop undermining creatives but uh, if you're creative yourself hope you learned hope you enjoyed um, and hopefully yeah you will keep supporting me on this journey of my uh, podcast and vlogs on YouTube at creative JJ the JJ is J-A-Y J-A-Y as in full G creative JJ. Uh, thank you. I love you all. Um, what else am I forgetting? Yeah, that's all. Just to give you my, my tagline of living, Namiranza in Kwenu, wherever you are, which means I love you all. Cheers.